Hey everybody, this is Diane Gibbs. I'm your host. This is Design Recharge and I'm excited to have my friend Dee Ingalls with me. She's my my DJ on the side uh, today because I need, sometimes I get off the rails a little bit. So she's going to help me make sure that everything is, if you guys say anything in the chat, then I won't go totally off the rails. But um just wanted to tell you that today is sponsored by Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper. If you don't know, I, I'm just kidding. It's not really sponsored by them. But um, but I always drink Diet Dr. Pepper. And uh, Mario gave me this shirt, and I thought it was hilarious. And it says, I can't read it because I have something over my face, but maybe Dee can read it. It can says, I will drink Diet Dr. Pepper here or there. I will drink Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper everywhere. Everywhere you need to gain some weight, gain some weight. We'll be able to read that. (laughs) I also have water. Um, It's good to see Brandy and Pam and Chris and Paul. I'm excited that you guys are here today. So, I wanted to give you and and Brian Bundy. Good to see you. Um, I wanted to tell you some things that I have learned in this past year, 2021. 2020 was its own thing. 2021 is. It's other thing. And just so everybody knows, if you can write to everyone in the chat, your little blue thing, if you want to talk to people instead of hosts and panelists, then everybody else will be able to see your stuff. So, um, okay. So one of the things that I've learned, and some of these are, I guess this, I wrote these earlier and maybe these aren't as clear as they need to be. But um, what I've learned is that I need to get my priorities in line. And I, uh, maybe it's an ADHD. I know Brandy and I have talked a lot about this, but it's just, I tend to take whatever's on fire. Do you ever do that, Dee? I think every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to um, say no to something that is on fire, even though I've blocked out time, I've done everything I needed to do. Um, but maybe I need to completely go to a different place that no one will be able to see where I am or know where I am so that they can't reach me when something's on fire is, is maybe what the, the answer I'm, I'm thinking is, I don't know, but I need to get my priorities straight and have better boundaries for those things. Um, I also need to plan things out as Chris knows and Mario knows, I, um, they have both been working with me on that on for design recharge. So there's going to be a kind of a new um, uh, special uh, series, not, not a special series, just a regular series. So um, January was always, for me, was always mental health month. And so I'm going to do stuff in January um, for that. In February, it's Love on Designers. That's its own thing. And then I'm going to have some other things kind of in the process. And some things will lead up to camp. And camp is going to be a lot about processes and systems, which I'm excited about. It seems like I keep hearing and I keep seeing. I have a another little group that's an art group that I have so gotten so much out of seeing how someone thinks and the processes of what they've been doing. It has just blown my mind. Even if I'm not going to be doing them this, or I'm never going to do what they're doing, just seeing how they break down a process and their process has been really informing for me. So 
that's the other thing. I need more systems in place. And for somebody with neuro neurodivergent or the ADHD, this might be like, oh yeah, this sounds great. More systems. But it also could be like, I'm drowning in systems, right? Because it's just another thing for me to fail at, I think, right? Or uh, which is really difficult. But, and I saw these eyes go, hmm, your eyes got really big. <laughs> Why are we so hard on ourselves at failing? We are. But it's like if you have, uh, so Dee has a garden. That's one of her ways of like um, grounding herself. She goes and spends time in the garden. But if you had a garden that was, you know, three houses, you know, it took up three acres, it would be too overwhelming, right? I think we just need to go row by row and start with a little plot. And then maybe we can do a little uh, different plot, but we're going to plant all kinds of things in the beginning and see what comes up. And then we're going to be like, hey, those, those, those things don't need as much time, but I really enjoyed eating them, or I really enjoyed seeing them, picking them, having them a part of what my life was. And so I feel like in the beginning, we're exploring about what kind of farming we want to do. And I think as we get, if, as we grow bigger to the three acres, we have to figure out what's going to work with us. Like our physical garden was way too big. Um, It's been way too big for a long time, but, and it gets untended to in some ways, Um, but I have two tomato plants right now and I've got those going good. And they actually have two red tomatoes on them. Crazy. I can do red tomatoes here right now. And one other thing is I've realized, and I had said this in 2020, which we all know what 2020 was like. Um, I had said I wanted to laugh more in 2020. And so in 2022, um, I want to have more fun. I want to make sure that I'm putting scheduling in some time for fun on a regular uh, basis. So you got anything in the Oh, Amy says she likes my Diet Dr. Pepper shirt. Yep. Mario gave me this. It's it's tribute to Diet Dr. Pepper. What was Paul saying? Um, he likes the, he likes the uh, garden analogy. As it grows, at some point, it stops being a garden and it starts being farming. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but do you ever not schedule time in for fun, like time in the garden? Don't you think it's really easy to um, address other people's problems since we're problem solvers by trade and we forget that we need nurturing too? Yeah, but how do you how do you take time in the summer for the garden, but you don't necessarily do it in the other times of the year? I think I just go outside way more often. I don't schedule it. I just, something, nature calls me outside. I hear a bird and that's nature going, not, not, not. We should come outside and see instead of just hear it. That's mm. how I roll, I guess. I know when my kids were little and I was running the studio, um, at some point I realized that I wasn't scheduling time for family. And so I started putting it on the calendar as an important meeting. And if somebody would call and say, hey, can you meet it on this day at this time? I'll say, no, it looks like I have another appointment that day. And I wouldn't say it's family because then people can't talk to you out of your time. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a problem. That's a priority problem, right? So, yeah, mm, that one's really, that was really hard you're, because they're a helper. Yeah, you're a helper. and. You see a need and you want to help. 
and the world needs more people like you. It's just, I think we want to make sure that you're taking care of you because we're not there to do it. So right. that's why we always bug you when you say, uh, are you busy? Right. <laughs> I, got right. A I got a question. <laughs> but that, but I, so John is really good. Uh, uh, my John is really good. D is also married to a different John. Um, but my John is really good about holding like, Hey, you need to cut it off, right? Like you need to make sure you're, you're, whatever you're doing is done. And he wants it to close off because he wants time with me, but he also really wants me to just rest and not have to be on. But I do find it um, very rewarding and very fulfilling to help uh, people or, you know, just be doing other things. Um, do you have anything that you have learned in 2021? If you don't schedule time for yourself and take time for yourself, it's kind of like sand in a hole. Um, the world will move into that hole if you don't act like a crab and kick out your own space. So I wish I would have learned that way earlier than when I, I did. But I think going back to us as designers being problem solvers by nature, it's like as soon as, as, soon as somebody says a problem, you're like, yes, I must help. Yeah, like a superhero. It's like, is that the bat signal kind of, right? Like that's that. Yeah. It's like, I can do something. I can help somebody. But um, I think Paul said something uh, uh, earlier that said personal time can't just be a reward. It needs to be a commitment, like everything that's important in our life. Like we don't put off going to the doctor if we're sick um, or even if we're not sick, we're just trying to get our regular stuff in. We have a priority for that. Um I think yeah, that for, for me, getting my priorities set and then sticking to them, but I'm going to have short-term goals. Like, did I do it this week? Yay, today I had my priorities straight. I also want to go outside more. So that's me not scheduling time during that time of the day. And I think that that's going to be really interesting um, and we'll hopefully see how I can hold space for myself. We'll see. I need y'all to hold me accountable in that. Um, yeah, and Brandy's saying that she tries to remember this when she's beating herself up for not being good at scheduling or prioritizing. And I have to jump in there and say, I just got done beating myself up for the same thing this morning. And then I realized this isn't helpful. It's just a habit I can't seem to break. So I wonder it's, if it's a design brain mentality set cycle. So Yeah, it might be. Um, some of the things that make us really good at our jobs are also some of the things that keep us held down or tethered to um, not being able to really flourish. And I was talking yesterday, I was uh, talking to my friend Van and we were talking about, I said, I feel like I am a bud coming out and I have, you know, like every plant kind of looks the same. Maybe y'all don't know this, but every plant kind of looks the same coming out of the ground. The first steps, I mean, I'm probably lying, but when I planted corn or peas or tomatoes, it's always about the same. It's like one green thing with two little leaves and you don't really know what it's going to be. I mean, they don't like pop out and they look like a, you know, a flowering it's before the flowers come it's all kind of we start the same so it's kind of like a smorgasbord or a cornucopia you don't really know what you're going to get if you've just thrown the seeds out right um and so much of what i've what i've done i guess has been 
um, or how I feel is like I'm about to bloom. Like I don't know exactly what I'm going to be, but I really am excited to have broken through the ground. And it's scary. And I've been scared to do a lot of the things that I'm I'm doing now. So it's really it's just a struggle. So one of the things that I've struggled with, because I think breaking through that ground. I've struggled at failing on things uh, multiple times, right? Like I try things and I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like as a teacher, I should have it down now. I've been teaching for 19 years. I should know what I'm doing, but I don't. I'm still trying new things and I am frustrated with myself that I don't, um, but nobody's the same. The students now are not the same as they were 20 years ago or even five years ago. And I think that there's some of that, like if we're not in community, if I'm just in my head talking about this alone, then I would just be beating myself up. But that this is where the power of community is. And it'll be people just asking a question. Well, do you think the students are the same as they were five years ago, Diane? And I would say, no, you know, I think that there's some, there are some differences. And I think, you know, people change, society changes the way they were taught in high school or the way they taught in grade school, it changes. So to me, that's been like feeling like I'm always a rookie. Maybe it's just something I need to embrace because usually rookies are curious and they ask lots of questions. um, And I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm willing to try some new things although it is very scary. I feel like throwing up, trying new things sometimes. Thank you, you think Paul. things change so often that we are rookies every day? Yeah. Technology yeah. just keeps changing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is about being flexible. Um, so maybe that's a, a, good, a good thing. But one of the things that I've struggled for is obviously it's with... Um, holding space for myself, as we talked about before, but also um, when a client goes beyond the scope, right? And it's asking for that, that extra money or having those conversations, which I don't think that they expect you to, to do it for free. I wouldn't expect somebody who's coming to fix my toilet to also fix my pool. I don't have a pool, but wouldn't that be cool? You know, like I wouldn't expect that. Um, so why would I, why would someone else expect that of us? But it's not just that for me, it's like, um, as I am doing this new program, the accelerant program, it, or even at camp, like I was really struggling with making prices, certain things, because I didn't want it to be, um, I wanted to be able to give things, uh, give really good value, but I also it was, it was really about making a price for my value. And I think that that was, that's really where, where I struggled. So asking for that extra money that's the client has gone past Scope Creek on. Um, and then for me also like valuing what I'm bringing to the table. And Dee and I had a conversation earlier in the week where um, it, we were talking about how when you, you feel like you've done 
something and you're like, I should be faster or quicker or whatever. I should be able to hand juggle more of these things. And I'm like, but you still only have two hands, but you do know how to juggle or whatever it is. Right. I don't want to share everything on that, but I don't know if you can like add anything to that D, but for me, that was really important to see that I think that you have, you're not just brand new. We are rookies every day, but you're also bringing so much to the table that I don't want you to be who you were 20 years ago. I want you to be bring all that wisdom with you today, but also bring the flexibility, but bring the guidelines and the boundaries. Like, Hey, this isn't like if somebody was asking Paul to add another 200 pages to the book or add an insert that was going to be a fold out and expected to do it for the same price. Or I don't, they probably wouldn't even expect that, but it's like, it takes time in our brain to think about those things. And that very first book project taught him something about this project that he's doing now, or the project D has 20 years ago helped influence what D is doing right now. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would say that is one of the um, not silver linings to working by yourself is you start to question yourself. And so that's why I pulled a friend card and I said, hey, I need to talk to you about this because I don't know if what my brain's telling me is the right answer. And so I think this is where we need to realize we're not super women and men and we need each other because that's how we're wired and it's okay. So I think I was going to that default of you're screwing it up. You're messing it up. Um, Then I'm like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right, but this is what my brain's telling me. And that's why I was like, I need to call my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the power of community of also power of people getting to know you and saying, you know, this doesn't sound like what you really said you wanted. Right. Or this doesn't seem to light you up in this way or I don't think you're being true to yourself, Dee. Like, I think you do know more than what you, you're juggling pretty well. I had somebody who said they were having a lot of clients and they have raised three children. And, and they said that they had not, they didn't know how to juggle all this. And I'm like, what? I'm like, uh, yes, you do. You, you, your children are alive and well, and you juggled all three while you were doing other, like, it's just a new way to juggle or instead of juggling it um, in the bathroom, now you're juggling it by the pool and it's different because there's wind out there or something, you know, like there's, I don't know, it's probably a bad analogy, but anyway, I think that uh, we're just juggling in new ways, especially for moms or dads or something. It's been a really a really good thing. Yeah. Shout out so, to all the moms and dads out there. Amen. Um, and teachers, maybe because it feels like and you're a mom and they don't appreciate you or whatever. Um, True. So one thing that I still am sucky with that I'm going to work on better in 2022 is telling people about what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I'm really good at sharing your stuff, the you and John stuff, or I'm really good at sharing Mario's thing or, um, but I feel, I don't know. I feel guilty or something. I don't really know why, why, but I think that it is, 
Am I sounding like a robot every once in a while? Because in my ears, I sound like a robot. No. Mm. Okay. Sure. Um, but anyway, so why do I do that? So this is like one of those struggles for me. I want, you know, to be able to tell people about what they're doing, but I haven't taken enough time. And it's something I really believe in because in things like Power Station or the Accelerant Group, that is that is one of the core things is that you're just repeating yourself and what you do over and over. And I know you have had a great, you've had, this has been a great tool that we've done um, that you guys have been able to even refine um, since the group, right? The just about com- uh, what was the last tell- talking, talking about your, what you, who you say you are to other people. Mm-hmm. I would say that repetitive practicing in the last group we were in with you um, was really awkward, but it got to be more and more and more fun to take that pressure of seeing somebody for the first time and telling them succinctly without, you know, not, not having like vomit come out of your mouth of like 6 million different words, such a peace of mind as we're going through this G beta program meeting all kinds of people. And I just, I just say who I am and what we do. And I just stop. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not in a hot sweat because I've, I've gone through the trenches with my friends who hold my feet to my, to the fire and help me be the best self. Yeah. And I think one thing I've seen with other people in there, they will be like, Hey, but you said this last time, or, or you said you, or, it's that these, it's not like, it's just me. It's just that everybody is like, here's what you said. This could be better. And I feel like it's like a group thing. It's like a brainstorm session and it is really important. So that's uh, something that I've struggled about. I don't really know what the answer is, but I'm working on it. But I think it also has to do with confidence. And I think that happens when we repeat, we're not so great at the beginning when we start drawing, right? Do you remember when you started drawing, you were like, I mean, your mom probably thought it was great, but it wasn't so great. You know, it maybe wasn't it. Maybe it was photographically perfect, but it had no feel of D in it or it had no style or or it had no personality to it because it was just a photograph. But it took you 30 hours to do. You should have just taken a photo. Right. But um, there's something in that, that is just that repetitive process. I was talking to somebody that I'm mentoring and I said, I wanted 30 of the exact same tree over and over. I said, you can use different tools, different pins, but I want you to get, once you figure out which pins or which brushes work the best, then I want you to make, I want you to make the same tree over and over because then after you get the tree, then you're putting your own spin on it and you're doing the tree in your own way, or you're going to do the leaves in a, in a different way than maybe what the inspiration was. The point is not to copy or to photograph something. The point is to um, create it in, in with your voice, with Dee's voice, with John's voice, with Paul's voice, with Brandy's voice. And I think that that's where we get caught in this uh, mentee. I don't know. I guess that's a good enough term. I said, it's like going to the art gym. I need you to go to the art gym. Do you think if you go to the art gym five minutes a day, that's enough? 
And I was like, do you even, if you were trying to get like rock hard abs, do you think you're going to get it without sweating? No, you have got to sweat, right? And the, the mentee said, well, I get frustrated. I said, then that's a win. That's a win. Every time you're frustrated, that is sweating, right? So the art gym isn't, isn't fun necessarily. It will get fun later, but it's really, you're learning to use this tool. And now once you've practiced the tool over and over, then you, you use it just like you doing your intro or who you are and what you do. Now you can do it and it's just a tool and it doesn't like take over and it's not this super pressure thing. And I think that, that for me, that is when I'm doing something new or when I'm trying to figure out my, who I am and what I do, or even as I'm trying to awkwardly share what I'm doing, because you might, people might've missed an email. I remember my sister said to me one time, she's like, I had launched something in 2014 and no one bought it. Absolutely no one. And I was crushed. And she asked me, how, how many emails did you send out? And I was like, one. She's like, Diane. Oh my gosh. You were just standing in your closet. She said, how many emails don't you open a day? And I was like, I don't know. I get like 400 emails a day and I probably only open 50 of them. Or, you know, look at the first little line. She's like, hmm, do you think maybe other people are like you? And I was, I love my sister for that, right? She's going to just mm-hmm. like give it to me. But then mm-hmm. I never send any more emails. I just let it, I just let that, that project die. And I have come back to that. And I'm like, you know, that project wasn't all bad. That project was actually insightful in a lot of ways. I don't really know how to use it, um, but I think there's something there. I think there's something to it. And so I'm, I'm thinking about, because I spent a lot of time building this thing, but I spent no time sharing about it or sharing any insights from it. So I think that that's one of the things I'm going to work on is and that's why I'm doing this today as episode 399, which I don't think I mentioned before. So episode 400 will happen next, next year in 2022. And I'm hold, these are the things that I want y'all to hold my feet to the fire about, because these are really hard for me. Um, so I am, will be practicing my, who I am and what I do on a regular basis And you could just randomly ask me. And if I start sweating, you know, I have not practiced enough. I have not been in the intro gym, I guess. I don't know another way to do it. But hopefully that mentee that I have that's drawing the tree will just do it and rock it and do the same tree over and over and over. And then they'll find their style, hopefully at 30 or 50 or 100. I don't know how many trees the kid's going to have to do. Yeah, you know what? Through repetition. Confidence through repetition. You know what else I suck at? You can say, what else do you suck at, Diane? What else do you suck at, Diane? <laughs> um, I suck at taking a compliment. You actually told me oh this the other day. Gosh. And then Paul gave me a compliment yesterday, too. And I was like, super touched. I'm super. <laughs> I But I'm like, no, no, no. You know? And so I really have a hard time with that. How would you want me to answer a compliment? I would say, Diane, um, I really appreciate that you're always there for me, no matter how much 
time has spanned in the time between talking. And it really means a lot to me knowing that you have my back and I would love to respond. I'm going to take that compliment and that love and I'm going to put it right in here and I'm going to share it with somebody else. Mm, I did take it and I loved on it. And I took what Paul said and I loved on it. I take it. I hold it. I just have a hard time. So <laughs> I just need to say, I'm going to put you in my bra. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm going to keep you close, Perfect. close, close to my heart. And I, that really means a lot. So would that be a better answer? I would love that. I think because when I share with you how much you mean to me and um, it's, I can see it sliding off of you. I'm like, mm. I'm making her feel awful, but I want to let her know how much I love her, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. You're not making me feel awful. I just, yeah. So I think that Amy said it right. I need to put it on my potty wall. Put and it if, on you don't potty know what, wall. if you don't know what a potty wall is, it's where you face when you're going to the bathroom on a regular basis. That sort of sounds a little weird, but like there's a wall in front of me where my toilet paper is. So you have all these post-it notes that are the color that you hate. So let's say D hates orange, but she loves blue and she's going to put all the things that in her head, people say on her potty wall, like, uh, you're not enough. You're too slow. You, uh, you cannot juggle 80 balls at once. Right. And then on the other side, she says, I am an amazing problem solver. And then she would write who said that, like, uh, because these, these are from other people. This isn't from necessarily people in her head. And she literally covers over the bad one with the good one. And so if she ever needs to revisit the bad one, I know, War Eagle, that's right. These are Auburn colors. These aren't really exactly, but close enough. Um, But then she's covering over and there's this visual wall of all of these, these wonderful things that other people have said about you that are rewriting the yucky things that maybe you were saying about you that really weren't true or aren't true anymore. And so you're right, Amy, I need to put that on my, on my potty wall. So D, I'm sorry. I did that to you the other day, but I really did. I took it and I loved what you said and Paul did the same thing. And I'm going to try and do better about putting you guys in my bra. Okay. That'll be our, y'all know what I'm talking about. And other people yep. will be like, what? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Close to your uh, heart. Yeah. Then Pridge hadn't heard the potty wall. See, yep. It's a big thing. I mean, it might not be a big wall, but it's good. Um, and then the other thing that I struggled with, tell me if you've struggled with this at all. Pretty sure everybody has, but disappointing other people. Every day. Oh man. Why I is that so up, hard for I you? I wake up feeling like I disappoint people and I'm like, oh, it's the morning. Yeah. Why awful? do you think it is? I, I don't know. I think it's like, as a mother, you want to make sure that you're raising your kids to the best of your ability. And when you wake up in the morning, you're like, okay, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? And what can I do to make it better? And then you start thinking about work and you're like, oh, did I give them everything I could? Um, will I get more work from them? And it's just like, it's a repeating cycle. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So I have struggled a lot with this as I've gone from 
Let's see if you've ever done this, Steve. If, if you have been doing one thing for a client and then you're like, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to forward you on to someone else. But if you want to do blank, I am going to be doing blank now. So let's just, for example, you're not going to be doing um, uh, trade show graphics. You're only going to be doing packaging. And so if, they're, if they want you to do their packaging, eco-friendly packaging, um, you would do that. But they, and maybe you would do, I, whatever, but they don't, they have no packaging. They only do trade shows that are not eco-friendly or something. You know, it's like, it's just not a good fit. And I have a hard time saying, hey, I don't do this well, or I'm not doing this anymore. I do it well, maybe, uh, but I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And I feel like that, you know what I feel like? I realize I just now realized I told my best friend, Lisha in the seventh grade, she was my best friend, in seventh grade, and she's still one of my best friends, but she in eighth grade, she had gone to like some violin tour. I mean, in Europe, you know, she was gone for a while in the summer. I mean, I don't know. I, I anyway, um, she went on something study abroad or something in eighth uh, summer between seventh grade and eighth grade, or maybe it was between eighth grade and ninth grade. That's what it was. And then I, I thought you could only have one best friend. I don't know why I thought this, this was a lie. If anybody is thinking that you can have more, you have your best friend ring so that, you know, like you break it in half and you both have a piece. Right. That's right. Where that comes from. Maybe so. But I think you can have, so in, in my mind, and I told Lisha, I said, I, and this is eighth grade or, you know, Summer between eighth and ninth grade. We're about to start ninth grade. Luckily, she didn't take me at my word there, thankfully. And I, I don't know. I just didn't have that. Mod- I don't Maybe it was about like boyfriends. I only thought you could have one boyfriend. At a time. I think you should only have maybe have one boyfriend at a time. And I thought you could only have one best friend at a time. So maybe that was where it was coming from. I didn't want to be not true or loyal or something. Or disappoint and, somebody. Yeah. And so that was, it was about. And I honestly don't think, I don't even know if she remembers this because it didn't change our relationship at all because I didn't stop being best friends with her. You know, it was just like I added my other friend, Amy, in, not Amy Lyons, but Amy Bryant in. And so it was like, and Lisha was like, I like Amy. I'm good with Amy. Hey, bring her on. You know, of course, Lisha didn't sound like that, but whatever. But that there was something I thought I had couldn't be best friends with two people. So it's kind of like, I can't do trade shows and, um, or I can't do this packaging to the degree that I want to do it and do your trade shows. So somebody else is going to have to do your trade shows. And there's a huge disappointment in this. And I think Paul said something to me recently, um, said, Diane, it's good. You're moving forward. You're growing and you're, you are actually living out what, um, what you're, you know, encouraging us to do. But it's just hard because I don't want to not be there for someone, right? Yeah, but you can also share that work with somebody else that's in your pod and that helps that other person. So you're still helping that person, but you're helping two people instead of one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't suffer from that. So if somebody comes to me and says, I need X done, um, I don't have the bandwidth to um, be really good at eco-friendly packaging design and do um, some special, I can't think of something I've said no to, but like a book, like, like a book. Yeah. So I've done a book, but it's been extremely painful. So had I known Paul the time that I did a book a couple of years ago, I would have said go to Paul because that is his area of expertise and he will treat you right. That's not something I take care of. And I, I did try to push her away as like, this is not my area of expertise. And she's like, no, I really want you to do it. And had there been somebody in my wheelhouse like Paul, I would have just shared her with Paul and it would have been a win-win. Yeah. 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 I guess maybe that's, I just need to find somebody else to point them to that is maybe within their, will still meet some of their needs. Right. So that's been, um, that's been a struggle. I think um, disappointing others, taking compliments, telling others about what I'm doing and then um, asking for more money because then that's really just about valuing what I'm doing. Do you struggle with any of those? Um, I think we always as designers will struggle with money because we're pricing the intangible. Um, I, I know that one of my kids who's a service designer or it's also called human centered design. Um, it's, it's highly intangible that most people don't know about it. So if you actually even have a conversation with somebody that doesn't know that career exists, you're trying to explain something from a point of a complete blank page because they have no idea even what you do. So I think we just have to help each other. So like, if you feel like you're really struggling with a price, like if I'm struggling with quoting a project, I'll call you or I'll call my friend Francie who does our SEO work and I'll say, am I crazy here? And I'll ask for a second opinion, mm. but I always struggle with it. Yeah. Well, that's again, the power of just having other people within a small group that you trust that were, is going to tell you, yes, that's too much D you need to come down or no, you're right on. That's look, that's like a good market standard. You don't need to doubt yourself. Yeah. And every time I've called you or I've called Francie, you both have always said, mm, no, what do you normally charge? And I say X and you're like, sounds right. But I've been doing this for over 30 years and I still question myself. So the power of friendship and colleagues in this industry, I wish I would have had this um, like 20 years ago. Do you think, uh, I'm going to ask you a question that I didn't tell you. I was going to ask it because it just came up, but do you think that you were craving that? Or do you think that as a new mom, you just were overwhelmed and you couldn't even think about like do being mom and running a business, you couldn't have fit in a community or do you think you were craving it? I think I was craving it. I've, I've been looking for it forever and it just, um, finally popped up when I found Chris Doe's group. Um, so yeah, I've been looking for it for like 20 years and there's nothing like your group here. 
um, until like recently the nest opened like two years ago, but it's not a design community. And I honestly think designers are in where like I can step into a room with you or to Paul or Amy um, or uh, Chris, who's here too. And I can just start talking and you guys get me and I get what you're saying. But if I step into a room full of like, like a, maybe a lawyer or a doctor, I, I find I start to sweat because I can't communicate. So designers are my safe space. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. That's good insight. I'll put that in. It'll go in the other side on the bra uh, as stuff to do later. That's, that's a really, it's um, having conversations with people that are outside uh, oh, and knowing how John's like, or your programmer husband, that's a hundred percent there. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother show people. That's episode 400. Don't get in business with your husband. Oh, whatever y'all have been really good. I mean, it's not always easy, it's not. you know, but, yeah. but it's not always easy to raise kids and you didn't give up on them. No. Okay. So <laughs> this is my last bit, the panties in a wad. And Chris said he liked the little graphic. It was just a giphy. I didn't make it, but I thought it was funny. I had another one, but I thought that one was better. If you are, if you clicked on the link anyway. Um, I hate it when, um, people treat anybody else as less than. So as a teacher, I tell my students to call me Diane. Okay. And they call me Diane until, and I say this on the first day, I say, I will call you by your first name and you can call me by my first name unless you start disrespecting me. And then I, the, when you know that you're supposed to call me Professor Gibbs from now on is when you, um, I will start calling you by your last name. So I would start calling you Miss Ingalls. Okay. And then that would be the clue that, um, that student would need to do that. The other thing is that I don't ever call anybody that's in a group with me. My students are at the university, right? They are, they are students. They are, they are learning something. They've paid the school. The school pays me and I teach them something. Not that I haven't ever taught you anything, Dee, but you've also taught me things. This is more of a, this is one of my kind of values of who, what kind of people are in my groups, anything that I'm doing. These are, these are colleagues. These are collaborators. Um, I don't have another good word for it, but I would never call you my student. And so that really gets under my skin, like really gets under my skin. I know lots of people do it and that's fine. Absolutely. But I only will call the people that are my students at the university, my students. And the reason is is there are other professionals and even students, they know more about the phone than I know, you know, like they are way more of an expert on so many things than I am. And so that's why I do the Diane and then the D, right? I do, we, I have that with them. Um, and I've only had to call somebody by, I've only talked to someone about talking to them by their last name 
recently. And this was, to me, this was terrible. Like this is another fail for Diane um, because it was really, it was really difficult to, um, and it kind of goes into the next thing. It's that I could think I was trying to validate. I want my students at school to be like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. And it gets really frustrating. I can, this is what I imagine a parent of a teenager deals with. Like they really think you, I could be the president of Coca-Cola or Diet Dr. Pepper. And they would be like, man, my mom doesn't know how to run anything. And I'm like, I'm a president of a big corporation. And you think, you know what I mean? Like that just gets under my skin. Do you got anything like that? Does that ever bother you? So for me, if I wasn't a graphic designer, I'd be a psychiatrist and I love to study psychology. And I know that um, one thing that's helped me be compassionate with other people who is understanding where their brain is in the growth stage. So I know that as, um, and I hope I'm getting this right, your limbic brain doesn't come on until you're like seven years old. So you can't really rationalize. Um, hence the terrible twos. And then you're not fully grown up mentally with your frontal lobe making conscious decisions until you're like 24. And it can be later for guys, especially. And I know for myself, I was a horrible student in college to my professors. And I tried to like boss them around and bully them a little bit. And I consider myself a decent person today. But at that stage, I think I was just really immature. So I try to remember back to how much of an ass I was and <laughs> try to realize it's not me. It's, it's where their brain is at. And, but some mm-hmm. days I imagine that can be really hard if you're taking a lot of bullets, you know? Yeah. That is what it feels like sometimes taking a lot of bullets. That's a good way to put it. Or death Do by you- a thousand cuts. Yeah. Do you ever feel, does that get, does that bother you when people call you their student? Mm-mm. I think it only bothers, bothers me. The only thing that bothers me is I think when people call me Diana, because that's the name my parents and my grandma always used when I was in trouble and I was in trouble a lot. So I think that's the only thing that stops me in my tracks. I'm like, okay, what I do? I'm like, I'm in my fifties and I still stop in my tracks and go, what did I do? Yeah. I just know it's like somebody who doesn't know me when they call me Constance. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, she doesn't live here anymore. Because <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm never gone by that name. They're like, yeah. we'd like to talk to you, Constance, about your car warranty. And I'm like, <laughs> you got the wrong number. I just yeah. answered, hello, this is Diane, you know, or but yeah. then the doctors will call and they're like, well, we need to speak to Constance. I'm like, that's me. And they're like, Mm, does this lady have multiple personality disorder? You know, yeah. I always think that. Yeah. But I never was called Constance, even when I was in trouble. I was, mm. I don't even know what I was called. I, I, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I think my parents thought I was terrible. Like they know now me, me and Vicky were really good, but they treated us like we were like jail people. Like, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, Anyway, did I ever tell you about the one time my dad, uh, I was in third grade. This was extremely um, shaping for me. Uh, I had by accident fallen asleep while I was reading my history book or something mm-hmm. and um, doing my homework, social studies, I think is what it's called. 
and um, the uh, my dad, our staircase was like dark, you know, like there was a light, but we never turned it on. And I knew if my dad came home, I needed to be downstairs. And this is like Nancy Reagan, your kids on drugs kind of thing. This is the era. My dad goes, stops me in the middle because I had woken up and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to go set the table like I have chores I have to do right around dinner time," And I had fallen asleep. Clearly, I wasn't feeling good or something. I don't know, you know, so I'm like jumping out and I head downstairs and my dad stopped me on the stairs and we had these ugly gold stairs. I mean, we didn't put the gold carpet in. That was what came in the house. They never changed it for a long time. Anyway, um, and my dad's like, are you on drugs? And I'm like, no, I by accident fell asleep. But then I thought my dad thinks I'm on drugs and I'm in third grade. Like I was just learning cursive people, you know, like I was like so ashamed that he thought I was on drugs, Isn't you know, your dad a lawyer. Wasn't he a lawyer? Yeah. You think he's bringing his bias home against the people he prosecutes? To well, he daughter? wasn't like so he wasn't a lawyer like that. He was corporate. He had to be a lawyer to do what he did. Um, but he did like claims for like Georgia Power. So it wasn't even the same. I think he's just too much Nancy Reagan. Mm. This is your brain. This is your brain all the kids are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all, <laughs> yeah. And so I think that I was, you know, glossy and I, you know, like probably my face was wrinkly because of my pillow or my book or whatever. Anyway, um, anyway, it was just who's got money anyway, for drugs back then. I, I, I didn't even have, I've never done any drugs my whole life. And I think some of that is because my dad thought I was on drugs in third grade, you know? Anyway, my friend Ryan, he said, Diane, you don't ever need to do any drugs ever. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't even want to, you're weird enough all on your own <laughs> without drugs. Anyway, um, but I wanted, so the, um, the other thing that uh, gets under my skin I guess this is my panties in a wad. Um, so treating people, anybody less than like everybody has value. Um, and uh, I don't want, I, I'm mad at myself about trying to validate, like get my validation from those students or why am I searching for that as part of what makes me feel good. And then just when I am lazy, when I have been so afraid of something and I am like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm not going to get close to the cliff. I'm not going to do. And that's that's where like in the launch of this new program is fear. There's a lot of fear. And I've been when I'm considering lazy, like I put other prioritizing things in the wrong way. And therefore, in a way that is for me, me being lazy instead of doing that in the art gym, I just did five minutes and wanted a gold star but I needed to do five hours in the gym and I'm just not. So I'm just telling you guys thing. I obviously things that I need to work on, but do you have anything that um, hits you in this or anything that gets your panties in a wad? Mm, I think when people don't validate design as a component of change management. Mm. So um, if I speak to somebody about design, and um, they pull it into an art making pretty pictures will be a huge trigger for me because I think that's 
a, um, a huge loss to society when design doesn't have a voice in all respects of the world. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> but what do you do in situations like that? Usually call you or I have a meltdown with my husband and he's like, let's just make it logical. Let's logically realize this is John. Let's logically realize what's happening here. And I'm like, okay, I just need to like stop freaking out and just, it is what it is. Right. And then I, I go through that and then I realize, Hey, me losing my shit isn't going to help anybody. So I usually talk to you or somebody who I also know understands my brain and figure it out, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I do John meditate says, a lot now. <laughs> oh, so how often? Every morning and every night. I use the call map and I have to say, um, practicing uh, the daily dose of calm. Um, it kind of like when something that usually, usually would trigger me that I'm super passionate about, I just go, hmm. And I find it's like taking a part of my brain and um, I don't go to the cliff, I guess is what I'm saying. So I want to go to the cliff. I need to go over the cliff because that's my fear. I'm afraid. So I stand next to the mountain is what I've been doing. Well, like my, I, my, cl my cliff is losing my mind and not oh. being, making sense of what I'm trying to talk about. But I see what you're saying. Your, your cliff is something that scares you that you need to conquer. Yeah. Really? Maybe there's not. Yeah. I mean, everybody it, it's, it's, everybody has their own analogy analogy for it. I think for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, Pridge said uh, her pet peeve was even when her coworkers compliment by saying design is pretty, I think having an exercise that is not a pretty exercise. It's like, Hmm. Well, what do you think about the exit sign? I mean, there's not an exit sign in my closet, but just pretend. And I mean, I don't think anybody would think that was pretty. That is good design. That is, we know where to go. That is, design isn't always pretty. It's functional. You know, it's like, um, I love these file folders, just regular file folders, but they have this plastic cover. So what I do when I'm, I don't have one right here that has one in it, but what I normally do is I'll have like a new client and I'll put the bid sheet in like, so that I always have that in the front or whether it has their colors or the fonts that I'm using, or, you know, maybe it's their wireframe or something. And to me, it's like, I love this as a tool and this is great design, right? in a way, I think it's really functional. I don't know if it's pretty, you know, but it's really functional and I think it's really helped me. And so that's where I think not all design is going to be pretty, but all design is, well, design should be communicating. And, you know, I think the, um, that, uh, whatever the James Victory book is. I can't ever say it because I'll say the bad word and I don't want to say the bad word, but um, I look, Amy, they were like $26 at uh, Amazon and you get 30 of them and they come in red, yellow, green, purple, 
and blue. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, keeps it organized. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, those are, thanks for helping me wrap up my 2021 and my last of the 300s episodes. That's so exciting. D, Congratulations. I, know, D, I wish I had confetti to throw, but I don't. That's okay. That's why I wore my Diet Dr. Pepper shirt for celebration. (laughs) And um, anyway, I'm just, I appreciate everybody who's listening and I appreciate you guys coming live and I'm excited to do episode 400 and the 400s and year 10 starts uh, next year. So it's a big year and I'm really excited to... um, to move forward and do, I'm going to try some different things and I would like feedback on the different things. I am, one of the things I will be doing for Design Recharge is having um, clear, clearer, let's say, maybe not total clear, uh, but uh, themes for like the month or a a season, like so that there'll be six episodes on blank, you know? And so, then they will all be squished together. And um, I think that that will be helpful. And hopefully if it doesn't work, I can always go back to the, the randomer option, but I'm going to try something new. See, see where that, um, see if it lands or it helps any more people. So I want to wish everybody a happy Happy Christmas. What? Happy birthday, Jesus. Uh, Merry Happy Christmas. Holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. Hanukkah. And Hanukkah's already finished. That's it, true. It was I super know early. That. Um, I should know that. It was super early this year. And Kwanzaa, um, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa and Happy New Year. And I will see you guys in the new year. And, and everybody, um, everybody bombed Diane's social media with congratulations so that she feels all of our love because I think she doesn't realize how much she helps everybody on a daily basis. So we're going to send you a lot of messages and your bra is going to be super stuffed. You're going to look like a size up. <laughs> I'll have to get at least, at least on one side. Right, right. On one side. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I am just very thankful. And if, um, if you are interested in whatever the accelerant program is, which people uh, hopefully will be getting some information about that in the next couple of weeks. Um, but that will be, it's just, there's just more, um, I've seen people grow and I'm taking the things that I've learned in seven seasons with eight 11 groups. There've been 11 groups of power station and I'm taking it to the next stage. So I'm excited and super scared about going off the cliff, but I hope that you guys will maybe today, everybody could do this or when you're listening, write down at least five things that you've learned in 2021 and then where you've struggled, what you're wanting to work on. And then what really get your panties in a wad or your boxers or your briefs or whatever you're wearing, maybe go on commando. Your thong, your thong. Right. Right. Um, uh, but I think that it, this is something that when we figure out what gets us riled up, 
or what gets us passionate, it helps us to understand um, where we need to be focusing because that stuff that really, really matters to us. And I think that you guys have done that. You and John have done that really well. And, um, and I'm, uh, I, Paul says, new mindset for you, Diane. It's not a cliff. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, that first hill is steep, but you have, uh, but you have, but you know, you have rails, oh, friends to help. Yes, that is so true. You know, it took me a long time to go on my first roller coaster because I was so short. You know, it would be like, well, Diane, you can ride the swings. Great. All my friends, I was like in eighth grade before I could ride anything. But I remember that first one, it was the mind bender in Atlanta at Six Flags. And I was so scared, but I'm so glad I did. But I was so scared. I literally was so scared to ride on it. And I almost just let other people go in front of me and not do it. But I am really glad because it was I love uh, roller coasters now. Um, It's very fun, but I was afraid of new. And so I think that's where I am now. So I just need my rails, my friends to be in holding my feet to the fire on some of these things. And then maybe these are good things to talk about to anybody. Like if you're with your lawyer friends over uh, or you're whatever at a a Christmas party or something, then you can um, ask them like, what, what have they learned? What did they struggle with? And I mean, it does take the conversation on a different level, but wouldn't you rather be known as, wow, you know, I had a really good conversation with D at that party. Then uh, I don't even remember anything about her. Like that is a, that's a really good. Just had that conversation this morning. Really? Yeah. What was the conversation? I, I know it was I, with John. I, yeah. I would rather be somebody that has a deep and meaningful conversation than to just fill the space with words. Yeah. Nice too yeah. short. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. We are two minutes over, but oh my goodness, way to go. We did it. Drink Dr. Pepper. That's why I (laughs) needed Dee to help me. And I will see you guys next year, if not before, but I will see you at the next Design Recharge, which will be at some point in January of 2022. Um, Thank you, Pridge. I I appreciate it. And I appreciate you showing up so often. I'm glad that I got to meet you in Michigan, Michigan, right? I know you're not in Michigan. You're in Vancouver, Washington, but you were in Michigan when I met you. Okay. All right. I will, (laughs) I will talk to y'all soon. I'm going to hit stop. Thank you, Dee.